We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, Bears fans, to another edition of the Bear Report podcast presented to you by Blue Wire Podcasting Network. The Chicago Bears have their new quarterback, and unfortunately, it is not Russell Wilson. It is not Deshaun Watson. It is, drumroll please, Andy Dalton. And no, I am not very excited about the move. And my co-host here, Aaron Lemming, is also not very excited about the move. We decided to do this emergency podcast to kind of break down this move and figure out what the heck Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears are thinking going after another veteran quarterback um, right now on the free agent market and kind of maybe rushing into it here on day two. Aaron, I guess, man, let's just start off because I know you got a lot to say on this topic as well. What the heck is Ryan Pace doing here? Just another day of the same thing, man. I, I, I mean, what what else is there to say at this point? I mean, Andy Dalton is a guy that they could have waited it out, and they could have easily have just waited it out, and 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 you know they could have got him last year, and they and they pulled the trigger for Nick Foles. They traded the fourth round pick. They guarantee him twenty one million dollars. He miserably fails. You would think that, especially with supposedly their jobs on the line here. You would think that they'd want to be more patient, yet here we are in a situation where, like, I mean, the, the, new, the new league year hasn't even started yet. We're still just under 24 hours away from the new league year starting. Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick signs. That's fine. You know, it's like you got, you know, Jameis Winston resigns. Okay, that's fine. Like, there's still other options. There's still other trade options. Sam Darnold's going to be out there. Not my favorite option. Jimmy Garoppolo may be out there. There's all sorts of different options. Marcus Mariota is another one who's either going to get cut or traded. And, you know, even if he gets traded, it's not going to be for much. You can rework his deal. You've got all these other options out there. And even if you throw away the fact that Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are not available right now, what is the rush I don't understand it. Why would you rush out and sign? And this isn't this isn't the same kind of contract that Tyrod Taylor just signed, where he's basically you know he's got a five mil it's five million dollars and then it can go up to twelve or whatever. And the same thing with Cam Newton. Uh, the same thing with Jameis Winston. All these other guys. Like you just guaranteed Andy Dalton ten million dollars that can go upwards to thirteen for what? I live in Dallas. I watched him last year. I watched him a lot. He was not good when Dak Prescott went down. I don't understand. What the fascination is with the Bears jumping out and doing things when all they have to do is wait things out. It just, it, it, this just makes zero sense. And all of a sudden, then you're looking at a situation with Allen Robinson where he's got to be wondering what the hell's going on after he's already not happy with the situation. And then you're trying to recruit guys like Trent Williams. 
You're, you're trying to recruit a receiver? You're trying to recruit all these other guys? Like, why would anybody want to come play with the Bears unless they're overpaying in an offseason where the Bears do not have that many resources? Or what, they're going to kick the can down the road more? This thing is going to blow up? Ryan Pace is going to get fired and a new GM is going to come in? And what, then then he's going to have no resources for the next year or two because of all the stuff that they have already done to maneuver the can? It just... I just don't get it, man. I, it's like Ryan Pace never learns his lesson. Yeah, and, you know, Aaron, I, I do agree. And, and when you were saying that, it kind of just made me think, you know, there's people that joke on Twitter. And actually, so to kind of set the scene last night, um, Brad Biggs of Chicago Tribune was the first one on this. Ian Rapport had some chatter yesterday um, in the afternoon that the Bears were kind of linked to Andy Dalton, and then Brad Biggs came out saying a source says the Bears are in on Dalton and, and a destination for him. And you and I were DMing each other, and, you know, I, I was like I told you before we started this, I'm like, I hope we're both really wrong, but we both had the feeling it was going to be Andy Dalton. Less than 24 hours later, it's Andy Dalton out of $10, $10 million on one year. And I saw some tweets today, and it's kind of like the Bears have this reputation now of – maybe agents kind of um, negotiating through them, through the media, um, using the Bears as kind of a tactic, and the Bears, you know, at times bidding against themselves. I think you and I both said it last year when they signed Jimmy Graham right away. There was no rush, and it felt like the Bears were bidding against themselves and signed him to a pretty hefty contract for a veteran tight end. Now, Jimmy Graham was, was a weapon in the red zone, but, I mean, I don't think he's really worth all this money. And now that you're in a cap situation, you know, you'd probably like to have that contract back. It just, to me, it feels like Ryan Page panics. He doesn't actually have a plan. And when things kind of fold, he just quickly makes a decision, doesn't think things through. And maybe agents and other teams do negotiate through the Bears, and they're pretty much just being used left and right. And then they have to settle for – going out there and making kind of a panic move or, or rushing to make a move when there are other options out there. It's just, it's mind blowing to me that this is happening year after year after year. How the bears are in no position to rush anything. There's just no other way around it. They were in no position to have to rush anything. We're not even actually technically in the free agency yet. We're in the negotiating period. I understand that a few guys signed. I understand that, you know, the, the Seattle came out and basically told the Bears, thanks, but no thanks. We're not going to trade him at this time. Same thing with Deshaun Watson. That's fine. Things change. I don't – that's the thing is there's – there's Ryan Pace locks onto a position. We've always seen this. We've seen this every single year that he's been the general manager. He locks on the one position. He goes overkill. And how many times has he actually fixed those positions that he's locked onto? Look at tight end. What does he fix there? Look at quarterback. What does he fix there? Every single time that he locks on and does something, he doesn't usually fix it. And here we are in the same exact position, again, with a lack of resources, both in terms of the draft. They're picking 20th overall in every single every single round except the fourth where they don't have a pick. So it's like, again, you know, everybody's talking about, well, you know, this isn't the end of what the Bears are going to do at quarterback. Of course it's not. That's not the point. The point is, is they didn't have to go out and they didn't have to rush this move. It's $10 million for Andy Dalton. He's going to be here. Okay, cool. You're going to trade Nick Foles? Nick Foles is guaranteed $6.67 million. Or not guaranteed. He's due to make $6.67 million this year. If they trade him, they save $1.3. So at very, very, very worst, what you've done here is you've given Andy Dalton $10 million a year for this year. 
You've given Nick Foles basically $5 million. Even if you trade him, even if you get a sixth or seventh round pick in 2023, which is probably what it would be because Nick, Nick Foles has zero value right now, you're still talking about using $15 million in resources on one quarterback. It's just the entire thing doesn't make any sense. It's, it's the same exact cycle over and over and over. And it's like, okay, cool. Even if they do capitalize on Trent Richardson, even if they, Trent Williams, I mean, and even if they go out and they do different things and they add around him, how much of this really matters when you're looking at the defense side of the ball? They don't have a starting strong safety right now. They've lost defensive line depth. You know, we'll have to see what happens with uh, Brent Urban, but we already know Roy Robertson Harris isn't coming back. Uh, you know, they're, they're not the same defense that they were in 2018. We knew that. We've, we've talked about that multiple times. The defense isn't going to be as good. It hasn't been as good the last two years because it's not the same defense. It just is what it is. You cannot pour resources in on the defense side of the ball at this point. It's got to be on the offense. So all of a sudden you look at the offense, you've got to improve at least one line, you know, one position on the, the offensive line. You've got to add probably at least another receiver because we hadn't even talked about it, but Adam Schefter reported earlier, Anthony Miller's on the trade block. I think it was pretty obvious when he got ejected from the game, the, the playoff game, and then George McCaskey basically came out and talked about how that's just not acceptable and, you know, all the other things that happened. Anthony Miller probably wasn't going to be back. Here's the problem with that. You've got two receivers. One of those receivers is a rookie or, you know, coming off a rookie season in which he was pretty good. We've seen that happen before. I think Darnell Mooney is going to be a good player. Don't get me wrong, but yet he's still unproven. And then you've got a top-end receiver in Allen Robinson who you pissed off. You've tagged even though he didn't want to be tagged. And there's been no contract talk since September. So you've got a situation here where you've got to add at least one offensive weapon. Then you've got to figure out now that the whole Russell Wilson thing's off the table, what do you do with Jimmy Graham? You cannot pay Jimmy Graham $10 million to be a red zone threat. He's not the same player. They should have never signed him for the kind of money that they signed him for last year. So now you've got to regroup and you've got to figure out what do you do with Jimmy Graham? Do you ask him to take a pay cut and save some money? Do you just outright cut him? The problem is, is if you look at the free agent market with tight ends right now, there's already been John U. Smith and, and Hunter Henry have both gone to the Patriots. What, what do you have in terms of options there that really makes sense? So again, you're looking at all these different positions that the Bears have offensively where you need to improve the offense. And here's the reality of the situation. If you watch Andy Dalton the last two years, Andy Dalton is no longer a league average quarterback. Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback anymore. So even if he's slightly better and slightly more athletic than what Nick Foles was, you still made a minuscule, and I mean a very minuscule, upgrade at the quarterback position. Okay, cool. So all of a sudden you go into the draft again. How are you going to get one of those top quarterbacks? Adam Schefter just said, he said he guaranteed that four quarterbacks are going to go within the top seven or eight picks. It's going to cost the Bears a fortune to get into the top, you know, the top seven to take one of those four quarterbacks. So again, it's, it's one of those situations where you have to look at it and you have to say, how many chances does Ryan Pace get? Because he's going into year seven. This is his seventh offseason. He, he rebuilt the team. That's great. You know, you get credit for that. That's fine. They go into 2018. They go 12-4. and four, They make the playoffs. They're out. Everybody was expecting you get the kicker situation figured out. You try to get some of these, you know, your impending free agents to sign, and you run it back again next year because Mitchell Trubisky is going to be your guy, and now you have Khalil Mack. Well, the problem is, is they've gone 8-8 eight eight the last two seasons. Ryan Pace, in six years as a general manager, has overseen one team with a winning record. And now you're in a situation right now where the Bears have – 
minimal cap space. Okay, that's cool. The cap is a myth. That's fine. Whatever. The problem is, is you're just kicking the can down the road. Even if the cap continues to go up over the next few years substantially, like it's supposed to, the Bears are still going to be in a bad position where you look at it, they don't have the quarterback situation figured out. Their best receiver, if he even plays this year, is going to be out the door unless they get something figured out. Their offensive line is still in need of multiple upgrades. So it's like you start looking at all this, your defense is aging, you've got multiple questions all over the roster, and you're not going to have a lot of resources to use it. So all of a sudden, are you really going to give that GM that should be and is probably on the hot seat right now where he's got to have a winning season and actually do something in the playoffs, are you really going to give him the leverage of going into the draft in the first round and making a desperation move to trade up for one of those top four or five quarterbacks. Because I'll be honest, I don't think Mac Jones is that good. I don't think Mac Jones is worth a top 20 pick. I sure wouldn't trade for him, and I wouldn't be very happy if they trade, you know, if they took him at 20. I don't think he's going to be there at 20. But the point being here is if you've got four quarterbacks that have a lot of talent, and you're going to trade up for one of those guys as an unknown. So all of a sudden you're looking at a situation where you've got basically your entire regime's on the hot seat, and you're relying on Andy Dalton, maybe Nick Foles if, if he doesn't get traded, and then a draft pick where you're mortgaging more of your future without having the cap resources to be able to really go out and improve your team on a year-to-year basis over the next few years. It just – this I hate to be this person, and, I, you know, and I, I've been saying it because it, you could just see the writing on the walls. You've seen Ryan Pace kicking the can down the road with the cap space, putting them in weird positions with some of the moves that he's made. Robert Quinn, Jimmy Graham, some of these other moves that he's made and you know, pissing off Allen Robinson, like not focusing on the right players. And now you're in a position where all of a sudden you got these guys on the hot seat. All this is this has been very easy to see. And I understand that Deshaun Watson and and Russell Wilson were you know they were never guaranteed to be traded. And I understand that. I understand that maybe they're not going to be traded, and that's fine. And even if they do get traded, maybe they don't go to the Bears. But again, when you when you circle back to all of this, what is the point in rushing a decision? This early in the free agency when, again, I mean, there's going to be – Jimmy Garoppolo may be available. Sam Darnold is available. There's going to – you know, again, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is a better quarterback, in my opinion, than Andy Dalton is, and you could probably could have got him for either really, really cheap in terms of a you know draft selection, probably a you know, fourth, fifth, maybe sixth-round pick, whatever it may be, and you, know, you could have made the contract like Andy Dalton's. But the fact is they went out and they rushed it again. And if you just go and you circle back to the same situation last year, if the Bears would have been patient, they could have already experienced the Andy Dalton experience. They could have already had that because all they had to do was wait for him to be cut. He signed with Dallas for practically no money, and that's the thing. How How do you not learn from that? Yeah, they could have had him cheaper last year. And it's, man, it's frustrating because I agree with everything that you say. It's like now where is the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of this franchise, you know, being good? Because now I think the end of the light at the end of the tunnel is Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy getting fired because it is a must-win year for them. I, I You know, I, I I don't think there's any way around it. I don't think 8-8 eight and eight with Andy Dalton saves your job. The only thing I can actually honestly think of right now and I think this is the only move they have. They're going to have to mortgage the future to save their jobs. And like, like you said, man, there's going to be four to five quarterbacks probably taking the top ten right around there and probably you know three in the first four picks. How are they going to get into that top three? They're going to have to send a lot to a team to get into the top three to get one of those quarterbacks that, you know, okay, you could maybe and maybe convince – uh, George and Virginia, hey, we do have Zach Wilson. We traded all the way up to get him. We finished 8-8, eight eight, but we have Zach Wilson here, and he played well. 
that might save their job. But right now, I don't see a path. Andy Dalton is going to have to be really damn good for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy to save their job. And unfortunately, you know, I hope I am wrong. I hope that you and I have to sit here and listen to this podcast over in a year and we were totally wrong. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to go into free agency next season with a new regime. We're going to have a new general manager. There's going to be a new head coach because of the panic in the moves that the Chicago Bears have made. And it's not even just now. I know we both talked about the moves that they made the last two years. Ryan Pace signed Mike Glennon to a contract, then went up and drafted Mitchell Trubisky. I get it. He, Mitchell Trubisky was their guy. They had conviction on him. He went and got his guy. I can't blame him for that. What makes it sting is the draft capital that they gave up and the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were in that draft and Ryan Pace did not do his homework on Deshaun Watson. That's a bad situation. But how do you make a bad situation even worse? You give Chase Daniel a lot of money. Okay, you trade for Nick Foles and then you go ahead and sign Andy Dalton like this. It is just mind boggling the moves that Ryan Pace has made. I I just I you know, man, I like I said, I I you know, I try I try not to overreact and sometimes I do. I don't feel like this is an overreaction, man. I mean, if you really just look at just in the near the near future over the next few months, what can the Bears really do to make themselves that much better? I mean, okay, so they're going to go out and they're going to spend more more free agency money that they don't have on a receiver. They're going to spend more free agency money that they really don't have on an offensive lineman. And then what? It's The thing is, is all of this hinged on getting a better quarterback, upgrading at the quarterback position. I don't think anybody can objectively look at this situation and say – that Andy Dalton is an upgrade over what the Bears have gotten out of their quarterback position over the last two years. Again, all you have to do is watch Andy Dalton over the last two years. And, you know, some people would point out, well, he had, you know, a rating over 100 a few times last year at Dallas. Yeah, in an offense with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. I mean, cool. That's, that's, that's fantastic. The Bears don't have those weapons. So I just – Again, I you know, I don't mean to be so negative, but how else are you supposed to react to something like this? And again, like it it's just one of those situations where again, if we hadn't just seen the same exact situation play out last year where the Bears jumped the gun, traded the fourth round pick for Nick Foles, guaranteed him twenty one million dollars, then get in the camp and, you know, basically cite the entire time, oh, he knows the offense, and blah, 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 and then get in the get in the training camp and Trubisky beats him out, then he gets a job and then he sucks and Trubisky takes over again. It's just, we just saw the same thing. We just saw the same thing with the Bears jumping the gun. There are multiple other options out there for the Bears right now. There's multiple other options and who knows, maybe they trade Nick Foles and maybe they go sign one of those options. But then again, when you're looking long-term at the Bears right now, because the Bears, I'll just say it, the Bears window's closed. That, That window that they built up, with the rebuild and everything else, that window is absolutely closed because they're just not going to have the financial flexibility to do anything. Their only hope right now is to hit on a rookie quarterback. But then again, if you go back and you look over the last few years, how many teams with a rookie quarterback have found success, especially in their first season? It's just not going to happen. They're not I just, you know, the the entire objective of this, when they brought back Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, was to say, okay, we're giving it one last chance. We're giving you one last chance to figure out the quarterback position. We're giving you one last chance to basically 
reopen the window and figure this thing out and finish what you guys, you know, or more the point what Ryan Pace started when he started this rebuild and tore everything down. Well, I'm sorry, that door is closed. I, I, I don't see any upside. Okay, so what? They go eight and eight again, and they're picking, you know, they're picking fifteenth or sixteenth or eight and nine or whatever it's going to be because it's probably going to be a, you know, a seventeenth game. The point being here is that doesn't help them, and it's very frustrating to know that the Bears winning three of their last four games to get in the playoffs hurt them drastically. I mean, just just simply going seven and nine and not making the playoffs, all of a sudden there are a few draft spots above where they were at. And then all of a sudden you're looking at a situation where it's more plausible for them to trade into the top 10 to get one of those quarterbacks. It's more plausible to make themselves look more attractive in a trade package for a team like Seattle, for a team like, uh, you know, Houston, if they do end up trading those quarterbacks, because my personal feeling on it, maybe, and who knows, maybe the bears jump back into this thing and you know, whatever it is, but my personal feeling is is that one of the two quarterbacks is going to get moved, whether it's Seattle, whether it's Houston. I mean, like I said, Tyrod Taylor just signed a deal. I mean, granted, I guess it's going to be basically a $5 million salary and you know so on and so forth, but it's guaranteed up to – not guaranteed, but he can make up to $13 million. I mean, that's not a move that you make unless you, know, unless you have some doubts on the quarterback situation. So, again, it's one of those situations where – you know, why not wait it out a little bit? And I guess, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe maybe we come to April and it's draft week and all of a sudden one of Seattle Houston like, okay, we got to move this guy in the Bears strike or whatever it may be. But again, you still just used at least $10 million that you shouldn't have used on a backup quarterback uh, and Andy Dalton. And you got to figure out what you're going to do with Nick Foles at this point because, you know, it. I mean, I, I don't know a more uninspiring quarterback competition than Nick Foles versus Andy Dalton. I just don't. I mean, it's just – and Brad Biggs, is, as we were as we we're recording this, basically just put out a thing saying they're still in hot pursuit of Trent Williams, but the feeling around the league is that he's going to go back to San Francisco. So now what? Yeah, now what do you have to do? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's, it, you know, it's – there's still a ton of receivers out there, so what are they going to do? Are they going to go? Are they going to go and pay somebody like Kenny Galladay and 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 rescind the tag on Allen Robinson and get some of that money back? And I, you know, that's the thing. Like like I'm saying, this is it's a lose lose situation. At least if you wait this thing out a little bit, you're going to see some of the options available. Because here's the thing, man. I'm telling you right now, like there are no worse options. The situation would not have gotten any worse for them to wait closer to the draft than it is right now. Andy Dalton is no no better than any other option that they're going to have near the draft. I, I just – I don't understand it. I don't understand why they jumped the gun the he way panicked. they did. It just doesn't make any sense. He just completely panicked. And, you know, to your point of getting a young quarterback to kind of come in and turn around, look at the quarterbacks this year. I mean, pretty much Justin Herbert is the one that really came in and, and took over and showed any promise. Now, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow is probably going to be fine. I, I – you know, I'd be shocked if he wasn't a good quarterback, but they're just not in a good position because they're not going to be able to get into that top five, or at least I don't think they'll be able to get to that top five. And if they do, I mean, it's going to cost, it's going to be a huge package, um, you know, multiple first round picks, probably a player or two. It's, it's just going to be a mess. And honestly, man, as we sit here now, my first reaction is that I really think that they're going to have to trade up and get a quarterback. I know how tough it's going to be. But man, I really think it's it's gonna, it's going to be they're going to have to. I think Ryan Pace is going to have to move up and just get one. Otherwise, I just I don't see any clear 
path or anything for Ryan Pace to stay in Chicago, you know, with this move. But it's it's been a frustrating day, and it's only day two. I mean, it's not even really free agency really hasn't even started. It's just a legal tampering period, quote-unquote. So it's going to be a long rest of the offseason, and, you know, I, I hope they have an answer, man. I hope you and I are wrong. I hope that the rest of Bears Twitter is wrong because Twitter is going off right now on Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And it, I'll tell you, I was kind of say this to kind of wrap things up. I know it gets bad when I have like Lions and Packers fans like quote tweeting my tweets. I really never, they've usually been pretty good to me. They really never usually do that. I'm just getting quote tweeted by every Lions and every Packers fan right now. It is just embarrassing sitting here and watching what the heck is going on. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. I mean, there's been a few I've seen defend on Twitter so far, but for the most part, I mean, it's it's. I mean, here's the thing: like everybody's always upset, me included, sometimes when the Bears basically get attacked by the national media and everybody thinks Pace is an idiot. This is why. This this these exact situations are why people view the Bears the way that they do. Is be, it's just it's. Uh, you know, man, I, I I don't know what else to say at this point. Like I said, I mean, I don't know, I don't know that there's there's anything that the Bears can do before the draft that is going to make me feel any better. And like I 100% agree with you. I think that Ryan Pace is going to go in swinging wildly to the draft, and he's going to do everything. But again, it's the same. It, it's the same. And that's the thing. It's the same concept is Ryan it, it, with with Wilson and with Watson right now in the draft. They can want to trade up all they want. They have to find somebody who is not only willing to make that move and willing to take the capital that they're willing to give them, but also willing to drop all the way down to 20. We're talking probably top five, top seven to get one of these top four quarterbacks. With a lot of teams in that top ten that need a quarterback. Exactly, and that's a, and that's the thing. There's and Not even within the top ten, but if you look at some of the teams outside the top ten, Washington's a team. Uh, New England's a team. There's multiple teams that could be looking for quarterbacks that aren't even in the top 10 that could be much more attractive trade targets. And that's, so again, you know, it's one of those things. I, I'm right there with you. Trust me. I, I do think that the bears in a lot of ways have just given away what their plan is. And that's to go into the draft swinging wildly. And maybe Ryan Pace thinks if he gets another quarterback, then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, that, that allows them more time. And maybe that's the case. Uh, I think that would be a terrible mistake on, on the McCaskies part, but like we've talked about, the McCaskies are terrible owners. I mean, the bears are a terribly run organization. And I'm not just saying that because of this move, like we've known this for a while. I mean, this has been a known thing for a while that the bears are a poorly run organization in terms of a football perspective. So, yeah, I mean, here we are. I mean, we're, we're basically, we were hoping for a resolution. This is one of the resolutions. I mean, I, I don't think anybody is going into this saying, yeah, it's going to be Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. You know, that this is going to be the training camp battle. We know that's not going to be the case. My concern is, is that we're going to end up going into training camp looking at a quarterback battle of Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and then Kellen Mond or somebody like that, Jamie Newman or whatever, whatever. One of the – Kyle Trask, I don't care. Any of those guys outside of those – I would say top four because I'm not a big Mac Jones fan. Anybody outside of those top four, top five guys is the quarterback that they're going to develop, and that's what let, they're going to sell. Let me ask you this before we kind of wrap it up, though. Let me ask you this. Um, what In your eyes, what does Ryan Pace have to do with the quarterback position – right now to make you feel any, you know, I'm not saying like save his job, the Bears windows open, but to make you feel any better? Because I think I know what the answer is, and I think it's going to be what I would say. 
Well, I mean, either one of one of two things: either they get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, or they trade up. You know, again, and I guess it depends because I, like I said, I'm high on Trey Lance. I really like Trey Lance. I just don't think throwing Trey Lance into a situation where you're expecting him to start any games this year is 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 a smart idea. So, I mean, whether it's Justin Field, I, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson, whatever, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I would say either drafting one of the top three quarterbacks or taking, you know, somehow landing, landing the swing on uh, Wilson or Watson are the only ways that I'm going to feel remotely confident. And, again, I, I would say the chances of landing one of those guys is very slim to none right now. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it would have to be Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, or something going their way on draft night where they could get a Justin Fields right at number 10 or just outside number 10. I, For the record, I don't think that's going to happen. I actually have another solution. Tank for Sam Howell, tank for um, Spencer Rattler, tank for Jaden McDaniels next season. One of those three quarterbacks, um, the kid from USC, that would actually make me feel a lot better as well. I just, it's a mess, man. And, you know, we're not trying to overreact. It's just kind of how we feel. And if you guys haven't been on Twitter, it's pretty much how 99% of Bears Twitter feels. But Aaron, thanks again for joining me. I know this was kind of a different podcast since we kind of just did it on the fly. Um, But, you know, that's how it goes when the Bears make decisions like this. Where can everyone follow you on Twitter at and uh, read your work? Yeah, you can follow me at Aaron Lemming NFL. I'm, if you're looking for some positivity, I'm definitely not going to be your person <laughs> for the near future, if not the long future. Um, and you can also read my work at thebearreport.com. Again, if you're looking for positivity, you're probably not going to see anything positive from me for a while. Um, this, I, man, I just I don't even know where to go from here. It's probably going to be another column and then maybe trying to reassess some of the free agent stuff and go from there. But Whew, man, what a nightmare of a start to free agency. Almost feels a lot like last year. Yeah, for those of you uh, betters out there, the Bears Super Bowl odds have now fallen from uh, 40 to 1 to 50 to 1 with this move, which is pretty significant. They think the Bears are a lot worse than where they were um, literally an hour and a half ago. So you can follow uh, me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. You can follow Bear Report at just Bear Report. You can read my work on the Bear Report. We'll have full, complete coverage of this Andy Dalton trade and the rest of the off season um, as we go on until next time, everyone, please stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.